Hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we just take some time to watch an episode of Parks and Rec, and then we talk about it. And it doesn't have to be more complicated than that, but I'm sure we will find a way. And by we, uh, I'm talking about myself, Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend, Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, it is definitely uh, a day that we will remember forever as, um, I don't know, it's fine. How are you? Having had happened. Uh, Yes. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready to get into the fight. So anytime, whenever, whenever you want to start fighting, let's do it. All right. Well, let me tell you what I think about this episode. Uh, You're you're wrong. (laughs) It is season three, episode 13, titled The Fight. Mm -hmm. And the basic premise is that Leslie has an opportunity for Anne to take a job at the uh, City Hall and is not super interested in that. And they come to conflict as they enjoy a new drink experiment that Tom Haverford has created and is promoting at the Snake Hole Lounge. The drink is called Snake Juice. And so uh, it's a this is a. An episode that is full of funny things, which is good for a comedy. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Nailed it. It uh, just right off the bat at IMDb, it's rated 8.9. 8.9. That is way up there. That is up there. And it is a, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got full cast involvement. It's got John John Ralphio. We've got Crazy Ira and the Douche. Uh, and we have a lot of talking heads uh, to the camera for the documentary style. Um, Tom's business ideas. So many, so many things. As I was watching this episode, my notes were terrible because it just kept coming so fast. <laughs> like I couldn't take like I couldn't I didn't have time to like write down the like, that's a funny joke. I just said my most of my notes are like Tom's business ideas. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so. Um, I really hope that listener that you've actually watched this episode, um, that you are not coming to us for the play by play, right? Yeah. Cause we don't have that. And that's probably illegal to do that. Um, I mean, realistically, we may be like flirting with the lines of legality anyway, which is my, uh, my, um, uh, my hip hop album. Um, <laughs> cause, so, you're, cause you're hardcore like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm tough. I'm streetwise. Um, yeah, I, some of my some of my notes definitely just are one line, like one word, like Kahlua, snake juice, buy it. <laughs> like it's just because it just happened. Yeah, you're right. It just there's so many jokes so fast. And the whole premise is so bizarre too. What Tom is trying to do. So yeah. let's uh, let's start at the beginning, and then we'll just work through what we have for our notes. And people are just gonna have to be okay with that. Okay, yeah. listener. If we miss anything, please send us an email to parksandconversation at gmail.com. And I uh, totally forgot this morning to check to see if we had any new dispatches um, from our email machine. So I'm going to just like real quick, I'm going to make this happen. I'm opening up my my email device here and I'm switching to that. And then um, here's here, this is, listener. This is behind the scenes. I have no new email. But Google is asking to help strengthen the security of our Google account. So Ooh. I'll get to that later. Thanks, Google. So uh, the, this episode starts with the, uh, the, the 
Parks Department team standing in the lobby area of their department, and the coffee brewer is sitting on the table. And Ron says, I don't care who did it, but somebody just tell me who broke it. Who broke the coffee pot? And immediately, it seems that they all turn on each other, except for Leslie. Leslie's like, I broke it. Let me fix it. And Ron's like, no, you didn't. I know you didn't. Um, and so then uh, Jerry turns on April. Ben turns on Donna. Uh, everybody's turning on each other, only to be revealed that Ron broke it because he um, it burned his hand. And so he punched it. And uh, <laughs> Because Ron is not messing around. And uh, and then he used this broken coffee pot to stir up some conflict in the office because, as Ron says, it was getting a little chummy around here. <laughs> so that's one leadership technique. I wouldn't advise yeah. it. Yeah, I like I like how the fight, the episode, the fight, while this has nothing to do with the episode, starts with a fight. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, they really are setting the tone. This is this is the conflict episode, and how you handle conflict it determines how you handle so much in your life. And so today, on a very special Parks and Recreation, we're going to talk about conflict management. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't want to. Okay, we don't have to. I did oh, have one other note here. Woo, good. <laughs> I, I had one more note on this. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't even want to tell you that I didn't want to talk about it. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that this is coming out. Yeah, what was your other note? Uh, that just why is Ben here? Ben, <laughs> ben oh, is man. Ron's boss. I, I I am excited. I'm excited for this because of just because of that. Why? Why is so and so here? And that finally, finally, we get some answers slash or at least reasons for the future for why Ben's around. No, no, somebody else. We'll get there. I'm just excited. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I just, Ben acts <laughs> afraid of Ron, but Ben is Ron's boss. Like he, he doesn't have to come to these meetings. He did not. He, there's no way Ben broke the thing. So like, why is he here again? I mean, he likes Leslie, so it makes sense that he wants to be around Leslie. Yeah. But come on, Ben, have some dignity which he'll display later. So uh, <laughs> after the credits happen, Tom uh, is it co back in the office. Tom is inviting the department to come to the snake hole lounge for the launch of his new drink, uh, snake juice to which April says, that sounds like you twisted a snake like a rag and got all the liquid out of it, <laughs> um, which it is accurate. It's so gross. Um, I, I listened to a podcast the other day about anti-venom. Uh, it was on 99% Invisible Listener, if you want to go look, look it up. Um, but how they make anti-venom. And uh, they call so it... Is that, is, is that for people who don't believe in venom? Yeah, anti-venomers. Um, they just say like, yeah, you know, you can't get venom through surfaces. If that snake uh, doesn't kill me, it doesn't kill... It won't kill anybody. <laughs> if no? the president can survive, <laughs> then why should we be afraid of it? That's right. Um, anti-venom anti <laughs> anti-venom and uh but they like it's really hard to actually make anti-venom because you have to actually infect something with the venom and then the body of that infected creature 
they are able to get antibodies from. So it's kind of like a a vaccine. You're using antibodies to fight the infection, right? And so to get antivenom, they actually like inject small amounts of venom into horses. So Can they're making that? Wait, they're <laughs> making they're like making snake horses. No, it's not horses with snake powers. Oh. Um, it's they they the horses immune system just whatever generating is very similar to human um, the human body reaction. OK, and so they use the horse blood with the antibodies in it to then create doses of antivenom based on the different varieties of snakes that they know are venomous. And so they might be able to make a uh, a compilation of uh, all the best antivenoms into one dose of antivenom that they would give to somebody who has a snake bite and hoping that they would be able to get one to counteract multi varieties of whatever snake might have bit that person. It was so interesting. And so what, listening to that and then listening to snake juice and Tom's uh, pitch for a, you know, a Kahlua style uh, alcohol. Um, I'm still just like, I don't want that anyway. I don't know how many horses he tested this on. <laughs> so, which is maybe why uh, he didn't know how drunk people would get. That's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> horses are big and strong. Anyway, I just thought that was super interesting. So, listener, anything you're interested in, <laughs> send us an email <laughs> to parksandconversation at gmail.com. Um, so, so, Tom is going to ask all the parks people to come to a meeting to uh learn about guerrilla marketing um as they're promoting this at the snake hole lounge and he says if you don't come you're on my dunzo list and pen's like what's a dunzo list and basically if you don't do this you and i are dunzo you want to come play video games at my house dunzo you want and he lists all these things that they could do and he's like no dunzo and andy is very like concerned <laughs> like babe talking to april babe we gotta we gotta go to that meeting <laughs> He doesn't want to get on the dental list. So um, then uh, Ann and Leslie are in the hallway and they're catching up. They've been so busy, which, you know, friends, you, you make time where you can make time. Right. And so they're talking about uh, Ann's relationships and how she's been dating a lot of people and they broke up. And uh, Leslie's kind of bummed because she loaned a book to one of her boyfriends and uh, Ann told her that she's out of the country. So like she can't get it back. And uh, <laughs> it's like, wow, Ann is... Uh, very weird in a lot of ways here, but she also is a, just a liar. Like I just break up with somebody. Don't say I'm out of the country. Come on. And, um, and so, yeah, so they're trying to catch up and Leslie's like, I wish we could hang out more. And then Ben comes along and he's like, I'll race you to the next meeting. Um, and then they race off to the next meeting, just leaving Anne completely alone. Leslie also runs into councilman Hauser, um, which, like that job for Councilman Hauser, I don't know how much he got paid, but for most of his appearances, he really just like walks into a room and leaves. Like, great gig, great gig, Councilman Hauser. Good job. Yeah, you have just, you have a good agent. Just get just get hit by by Leslie. Nope, every once in a while. Yeah, just be bumped into. Yeah. Um. So, am I missing anything so far? There's still. I mean, we're not to the funniest stuff yet, but I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything from your amazing um, notes. Well, oh, mine is, I think Donna says she's on, on a cleanse. I think that's what, what that said from Tom's. Yes. Tom, so it's just only cause it kind of comes in later. Yeah, um, it is important. 
and nobody really wants to do Tom's like uh thing. He's like, I don't care if you drink it, just get people to buy it. So that's like, like at the very least, he wants people just to at least talk about it. So that's, yeah. Right. That's what I so, got. Okay, great. So yeah, so he's going to teach the people now how to do the, um, the guerrilla marketing necessary to spread the word at Snake Hole Lounge. And the main point is that the, they, the buzzwords are high-end VIP lifestyle. And uh, so he has some role-playing. And so he's like, Andy, you're going to play a boring beer drinker. April, and he gives him a name. April, you're going to play a boring, boring beer drinker. Gives her a name. And Jerry, you're going to play a boring beer drinker. Your name is Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Jerry's fine with that. And he's like, Ron, you're going to be the one who's going to really be excited about uh, our new drink, Snake Juice. And so he's got a script for them about he, all of this. And he, and he gets to be Brian Thunder. Brian Thunder. Yes. So exciting name, exciting drink. Uh, everybody else is boring. Um, and so Ron is really hesitant, though, to do this um, because he won't publicly endorse a project unless he uses it exclusively. Like army regulation, mustache trimmers, Morton salt, and then a very specific kind of knife that came too fast. I could not write it down. Um, and so Ron is, you know, a man of principle. And so he's reading this script and, you know, it's written the way Tom would write a script. Um, they're all saying like, I'm boring. I'm going to get a drink and a beer. And Andy's like, I'm pretty boring too. I will also have a beer. Um, and then a Ron's script is like, I want to get crazy <laughs> and crazy is how he says it first. And like, no, it's crazy. <laughs> and Ron is like not having any of this. Um, so it's just all so upsetting to Ron. You can tell inside of him, like I'm not selling myself out for this nonsense. Um, so the media is going great. So good. Guerrilla marketing. Let's do this, Tom. You, you're set. You're ready to go. But then it cuts to another meeting that Ben and Leslie had to go to with Chris. Um, and they are meeting to discuss the future of the Pawnee Health Department because the PR director for Pawnee Health um, went cuckoo bananas. <laughs> and he, uh, his wife, Dennis Cooper, his wife uh, cheated on him. And gave him chlamydia. <laughs> and uh, so he is the PR director. And his job is to get the word out for health problems. Uh, and so he made a whole bunch of signs talking about how uh, chl chlamydia affects 100% of Jan Coopers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like it, it's really upsetting all the stuff that he says about Jan Cooper um, and chlamydia and then like he even goes you really go on a journey here because he's like one of his signs is like jan i know i'm not completely without blame here <laughs> please come back um and chris is reading them and he's like he reads that one he's like brought to you by the pawnee health department he's like got a tear in his eye it's like look this is great and then the next sign is horville population jan cooper <laughs> so uh ron uh not Ron. Dennis Cooper, he really is going on uh, this journey here and they have to fix it. And Leslie immediately wants Anne to apply for the job. And so he's like, she's like, I got a perfect idea, perfect candidate. And Leslie sees this as a way to be able to spend more time with Anne and also give Anne an opportunity to have 
um, you know, a, an office job and normal hours and, um, you know, something that Leslie thinks is important is to not have to pull weird things out of people's butts as a nurse. Um, just one time, and, which is still too many times. So Leslie runs over to the hospital and uh, tells Anne about this great opportunity, gives her all the binders that she needs to memorize. Um, and for the interview, that is the next day. Um, and also Jonathan Franzen's book, Freedom, uh, which uh, Leslie really wants Anne to read so they can talk about one of the characters in there. So Anne is like, kind of like, okay, well, uh, we'll see, maybe. But um, Leslie is just convinced that she has won her over. So yeah, and she, they, she even says in this part, it's like, like you can finally do something that that's meaningful with your life. Like you can really impact people's lives. And I was kind of disappointed that Anne didn't stand up for herself and say, I do that every day as a nurse. So that was my only yeah. gripe with that whole situation. It's like, that that should have started the fight right there. I felt because that's that's a pretty sensitive topic. If you if you tell a nurse like, you know, why don't you do something meaningful with your life? It's like, whoa, what are you what are you doing with your life? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Um, and but you know, Leslie is her, her other concern is that she doesn't want Anne to become jaded, and she's like, you don't want to become like that lady who is a nurse who takes a guy wheeling a guy out in a wheelchair and like bumps his leg. It's like, ah, oh, that hurts. It's like, stop whining. <laughs> so she's in a in a way she's trying to look out for Anne, but it's still very self serving on Leslie's end. Like, I want you to be closer to me. Um, and do things the way I want you to do them, which is Leslie's great problem is that she tries to steamroll everybody to do the things that she wants them to do. Yeah. Uh, so Andy and April are going over the script and talking about the going to the snake hole lounge and April is not really into it. And Andy's like, well, we should role play so that like we stay excited about it. And April's like, all right, when you see me next, I will be a stranger. And Andy's pretty excited about this whole situation. Um, and we should all be very excited, too, because this is some great stuff that's about to happen between Anne and or April and Andy. Um, so at the Snake Hole Lounge. Things are getting going and uh, we uh, Leslie comes in like high end VIP experience. <laughs> uh, and, um, and so she is you know, doing her best or lifestyle, not experience. She's doing her best to uh, do the guerrilla marketing stuff. And she runs into uh, Tom and Jean Ralphio and Jean Ralphio is terrible at rapping it is one of the most important things here. Um, and, uh, you know, last week when I was looking at IMDb, I saw there were quotes here that were including uh, John Ralphio's rapping. And they're gone from oh. IMDb. Uh, so I didn't write them down. But the problem with John Ralphio's rapping is he doesn't end on the, the rhyme. Um, yeah, like, so. the, the, like the first one, K to the N to the O-P-E. She's the dopest little shorty in all of Pawnee, Indiana. Indiana. Um, yeah, so you wrote them all down. No. <laughs> just, we, I, showed a, I showed the clip to my kids once and we, they now just say it randomly all the time. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, then we'll just go back to that every time we refer to the other ones. All right. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only one full, I know. <laughs> foolproof. Um, so, uh, so you know, Leslie then is like, Tom, I can't stay. I'm going to go help Anne because she's going to need to get ready for the uh, the interview that she has tomorrow. And 
Tom's like, I don't think she's going to too worried about it because she's right over there. Uh, and you see Anne there dancing with Howard Tuttleman, a.k.a. the douche from Crazy Ira and the douche. And so Leslie is uh, not happy about this. Andy show. We then cut to Andy, who has combed his hair and is wearing an FBI windbreaker. Um, and we introduce are introduced to him as Bert Macklin, who was the best agent on the force until he got fired for stealing the president's rubies. <laughs> A crime that he didn't commit. <laughs> I, I think that is one of the dumbest things, <laughs> but it's also one of the funniest things. Like yeah. the president's rubies. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. What president had like presidential rubies? You don't know. Uh, That's why the FBI was involved. (laughs) I I know. Uh, But like, yeah, so he got fired. And then we also uh, meet April, who is dressed up uh, with like a pillbox hat and like a a veil, like kind of like a uh, um, a, like a 20s flapper kind of dance uh, with a long like one of those cigarettes in the Cruella de Vil cigarette holders. And um and she's janet snakehole uh daughter of the of the snakehole founders i guess so um and so they are they meet and uh they she slaps him in the face it's very funny it's all great this whole interchange like you know crazy stuff is gonna happen there Ron comes into snakehole lounge and uh john ralphio says ron how you live in ron's response Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, you know, Tom's like, hey, why aren't you having any of this, uh, any of the of snake juice? And he's like, I'm really more of a whiskey guy. And, and John Ralph was like, Tom is like, Tom has the best ideas. And then is the talking head of all of Tom's ideas. Um, and one of which my favorite is Eclipse, which is a club that is only open twice a year for an hour cover charge four thousand dollars yeah uh, so yeah tom that's gonna go great i was watching this one with with my daughter and uh, my younger daughter and this 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 part was on and she's like when he says con contact lenses for text messages she's like that is a really good idea <laughs> so he's got the nine-year-old nine-year-old vote yeah it's a really good idea uh unless you are you know trying to do anything where you need to see Sure. Because <laughs> if all you can, if your whole field of vision becomes a text message, that can't be good. So anyway, Tom, Tom and his ideas. Um, so then Ron's like, listen, if or Tom says, let's try it. If you don't like it, I'll shave John Ralphio's head. And Ron's response is like, I'd like to see that. <laughs> so he tries the snake, snake juice and he is like, this is actually really good. And so. Now Tom is Ron is going to be an evangelist for snake juice. And uh, so he's going to carry that out. So then uh, Anne and Leslie are talking and they are, you know, talking in a upset manner because Leslie is like, why aren't you taking the opportunity that I'm putting in front of you? Which, again, is not something Anne asked for, uh, but it is being it is being forced upon her. So. They're fighting and uh, the douche is right there fighting to oh, with each other. One of at one point, their fight uh, is talking about all the different boyfriends Anne's having in this season. And she Leslie says, how long is it going to last with this guy? 
and pointing at the douche and he's like right here and he's like yeah he's dumb but he's fun he's like thank you <laughs> so um so like they're definitely that the tension is escalating between them um and the only thing that's really going to help this tension i think is more alcohol sure um so, especially, especially snake juice yeah it's going to be important um so then ron is going and spreading the word and he comes up to a couple who seem to be just minding their own business at the snake hole lounge and ron says son you need to buy a bottle of this snake juice it is the best and the guy's like okay thanks like no you need to buy this now <laughs> so he's you know spreading the word forcefully um and then I love, Chris, uh, I love yeah, how he gets his like as far as like the fact that this person is going to pass it up he's like no my recommendation means something like right if, if i say it's good you better listen i mean who how is ron not a more known quantity in pawnee like he means business that's right he's not just going to put his name on meaningless things so but you know the young they don't know what they're talking about so so he's like okay cool um chris shows up and he's like, hey, Tom's like, hey, you got my email. He's like, yeah, you sent it through your work computer. Uh, and uh, he tells Tom basically that he broke like all of the ethic rules, ethics rules. Um, he's because go- government employees are not supposed to make themselves rich off of their because of their the nature of their position. Uh, and so he's going to have to sell his shares <laughs> in the snake hole lounge. Wow. Is, I, I learned something today. That's crazy. You can't. <laughs> who who would have known i didn't that, know that Pawnee, indiana a fictional town would teach us so much about what we need to know about our own country's ethics wow and government positions who would have known who indeed but you know there's always hope right just tell, yeah. tell me there's hope jeremy there's there's you know <laughs> i'd like to think that there's hope <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that he says he's like Chris. Just you know, just try this, and he says an ounce of that would literally kill me. Right. So, uh, so that's important because we have now at the Snake Hole Lounge at least two people who are sober: Chris and <laughs> Donna, which is important. Um, so then, go, cut back to the fight between Anne and uh, Leslie, and they're talking about feelings and like. Leslie's comeback is like, I don't remember you having a nursing degree in feelings, <laughs> which is a savage burn. But that was enough uh, for uh, Anne to just be like, I'm done with this. And so it's like, Howard, come dance with me. And so they go off dancing. Um, and then Ben tries to intervene. He's like, I heard yelling. Are you guys okay? And, just, and Leslie's like, you just need to go get me more snork juice. <laughs> and I was like, no. That's not a good idea for you. And then she just grabs Jean Ralphio and they start dancing. Um, and so Ben is pretty bummed about this. Um, and, uh, you know, at one point Andy comes and is like, Hey, how's it going with you two? He's like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, and, uh, Andy's <laughs> like, well, you should role play. That's what April and I are doing. And Ben's response is like, that explains the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> what I like too, how he's like, he's like, you should play like a government, you know, you should play someone who is in a forbidden relationship. He's like, that's literally our situation. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, but he does add that she's addicted to spanking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's not their situation. That's, yeah, it's the twist. No. And he's like, oh, and Ben's like, oh, okay, that's enough now. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it cuts back to Leslie and Anne. They're fighting in the hallway by the bathroom. Then they're fighting in the bathroom. And then they also have a dance off uh, in, in all of their fighting. Um, while this is all going on, Chris and Donna are sober and talking about how 
the pre-broth stage of the cleanse is so awesome because they're mm-hmm. fully alert. Um, and Donna's like, what is in snake juice? These fools are going crazy. <laughs> um, and then it cuts to the talking heads yes. of, of all, all the people in the parks department. Um, and, uh, you know, um, Andy is his singing a song and it's about farts and poops and going to the bathroom. <laughs> but he tells, uh, but he tells, he says, turn the music down. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's doing great. Uh, April is just like speaking Spanish, like really fast. Um, D- uh, Ron starts dancing uh, with April's hat. And it's one of the, the best <laughs> gifts in all, on all of the internet is just that moment with Ron. Uh, dancing uh jerry stares at the camera and just starts laughing it's all (laughs) it's all so funny um and all of those were improvised by the actors they're just like be drunk here (laughs) and so they did that um and then they load them all load everybody up in donna's car because she's sober she's the designated driver and uh, she's like everybody's in here and took a cab um and then jerry's tied to the roof (laughs) <laughs> and uh, if anybody throws up in my car, I'm, I'm going to kill you, basically. And as they're driving away, you hear Jean Ralphio say, I'm so alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so alone. <laughs> and, uh, and on the top of the car is Jerry yeah. with all the tie downs <laughs> and he's missing a shoe and sock. <laughs> it's like, what happened to Jerry? Uh, <laughs> Donna says, so where to first? And Leslie goes, your mom's butt. <laughs> yeah. And everybody loves it. <laughs> Do you so, do you want do you want a, a really awesome puking story for this part? Uh, like yes, no, yes, please. No, no puking in the car story. Okay, yeah, okay. I have one too. So oh, sweet. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to be be uh, relatively quick with it. So uh, a friend of mine was turning twenty one. I was yes. still twenty, so I could not go into the the drinking area, the area, the bar area. So I was hanging out, and so he. I picked up a friend of his, they went, they played pool. It was kind of lame for me, but whatever it was, it was my present to him. And so he proceeded to just drink a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And his friend kept buying him drinks. And at one point I got really bored and I went out to my car, um, to sit and listen to the radio or do something. Cause this is pre phone. I didn't have anything to do. I'm just sitting there. And the waitress <laughs> comes out and says, you can't leave him here. I was like, well, I wasn't leaving him here. So I went back inside and he'd basically passed out like laying on the table like sideways like like <laughs> leaning over sideways 90 degrees um and so we're like okay it's time to to wrap this up let's go so his friend gets in the back of the car now this is my this is my civic that i you know this is one of my first cars that i bought and it was only i think six months old um and so his friend gets in the back and my buddy's in the the passenger seat and the fastest way back to his friend's car was to take i5 uh take the freeway and so i said hey listen if you're gonna throw up let me know and we'll pull over he's like oh i'm good i'm good just roll the window down so roll the window down and we're on i5 and i'm thinking he's like basically asleep passed out at this point and all of a sudden he kind of like sits up a little bit and starts to like kind of do the whole you know, swallow really hard and starts to kind of pseudo hiccup and then just starts puking out oh. the window. Just, oh. and we're going 60 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour down the freeway and he's just throwing up. And I'm just like, there's nothing I can do at this point. I'm just trying to get him to his place and to, to his, his friend's car. And then his friend from the back goes, 
Hey, man, can you roll up the window? It's raining outside. (laughs) The the puke had gone out the window and come back in and was just spraying his friend in the face. (laughs) And he was so so drunk that like he just thought it was was rain. That's what it is. So gross. (laughs) So so anyway, I mean, that's that's the worst part of it. But um, for the that was the funniest part. The worst part was I finally got everybody home, got him got him inside and uh his his friend um they him and his mom basically woke up early to like clean the car out and uh they did a decent job but it just smelled so bad and they had the windows rolled down and so this is in the winter time and i i'm driving off i'm like it is cold in here and i went to roll up the window and it's just smeared with the puke that had oh, fallen man. down inside the window <laughs> that is terrible <laughs> it's very ter- the car never smelled the same after that no i would imagine oh my gosh that's so yeah. gross um all right I hope everybody ate before I tell this next story because uh, vomit stories are great. I love them, uh, but I also know that they're gross. So I know this. Save your emails. Um, the I have two kids. One of my and this is not they were drunk. Uh, sorry. Uh, that should be noted. That's good. One of my kids uh, was very sick and um, call. I got a call saying you need to pick up this child from school they threw up i was like oh bummer okay so i went to pick them up i'm being as vague as i can sure um because it's only a 50 50 chance that people will guess <laughs> so um so i i picked this the the kid up and we're driving home and um as we're driving i have a honda element and the element is one of my favorite cars ever the challenge though is the the seat height and the door to window height, uh, there's a, a vast gap there. Like it, it, the door to window is actually pretty high from where the seat sits. Um, and my child, uh, you know, was in fourth grade. So they were not very large at the time. And uh, we're driving home from school and uh, they were just getting more sick. I don't know if moving was making it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, they... Uh, we're coming up to like a place where I could turn off and like, you know, throw up out the car, out the side of the door or something like just like not in my car, please. Um, but we did not make it in time and they threw up. They tried to roll the window down and then they threw up like at the top of the door down <laughs> on the inside <laughs> of the door. And, and then an, we, att- an attempt was made. An attempt was definitely made. And then we finally were able to stop and then open the door and go outside and throw up some more in a bush that no longer exists at that Seven Eleven. that bush is gone. Um, because of the throw up. I don't know, but I, I can't rule it out. I mean, correlation doesn't mean causation, but I mean, one happened and then the other happened. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, uh, yeah. So we're at a Seven Eleven. My kid is covered in barf. My car is, covered in barf and I have nothing <laughs> to clean it up. <laughs> so I go in, I'm like, can I have some napkins? And I'm like, uh, yeah, they're right over here. Like I need like a lot of napkins. <laughs> so I clean up as best I can. My car with seven eleven napkins outside. My kid is covered in barf. Uh, and my, 
roll up the window as we're driving home and barf had gone inside the door handle yes. or inside the door and like rolling up like more barf is just coming up the window. I was like, oh, child, you are lucky. I love you because um, it was real gross. And then like took them home, put them to bed and like just said like, OK, don't move without a bowl. Hold the bowl close to your heart. Uh, and then I spent the rest of the afternoon cleaning out my car. That's how I spent that Wednesday. <laughs> it was really gross. It was awful. Uh, yeah. So whatever I, yeah. Is, is your barf bowl the same bowl as your popcorn bowl? Um, or my macaroni salad bowl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All the same. Okay. It's actually, it's actually in our room right now because several months ago I got really sick and I grabbed that bowl and I was like, I'm going to keep this close and it's never left the room. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, what, it's still what there. color is it? Do you really want to know which one it is? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you come to my house and you need to have this bowl. Do you really want to know? <laughs> I don't so, know. Maybe, maybe I don't now. <laughs> I'm trying I'll just, to protect I'll, you. I'll just, I'll just side eye every single large bowl yeah. you have now. Can is I that get it? that in a smaller dish? <laughs> you, just, you know what? Keep it gonna... in a different way. <laughs> I'm just going to start bringing my own bowl. This is my Perfect. travel. Yeah. It's, <laughs> less, uh, less dishes for me. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, that is, yeah. Barf is gross. Uh, everybody does it, but also like the best part of throwing up is oh. like that 20 seconds after you throw up where you're just like, oh, fine, I'm going to live. Yeah. And then after about 20 seconds it all, like, you still feel terrible and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to die again. <laughs> um, so all these people in Pawnee, they are going on an up and down with this uh, feeling of being hung over the next day. Um, and, uh, you know, Ben and Leslie have to go meet with the, go interview people for the PR director for the health department. And, um, they're looking terrible, feeling terrible. And Ron comes in whistling and he's, he's brought in burgers and fries to help everybody cure their hangovers. The protein soaks up the sugar is what Ron says. And he's whistling and he's singing a song about taking the cow to the killing floor. (laughs) Um, and Leslie just feels sad. Uh, cuts over to the uh, shoe shoe stand, and uh, Andy is shining Kyle's shoes, and Kyle's like, and then the doctor says it. What probably wasn't serious. His just response is like, Kyle, shut up. <laughs> like, and April comes trying to cheer Andy up as Janet Snake Hole, and like on the subtitles, a large part of it is playful gibberish. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> And Andy's response is like, babe, I love you. But Bert Macklin died last night and <laughs> April feels bad. And like, she starts walking away and Andy's like, you thought you could get a, get away, Janet snake hole. Well, I'm Bert Macklin's brother, Kip Hackman, <laughs> which Kyle says, why don't you have <laughs> the they? same last name? It's <laughs> 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 like, shut up, Kyle. Uh, and he's like, you're never going to get away. I know you boosted those paintings. Um, and so, Jan, uh, Janet, uh, April leaves, um, and and Andy's like, you know, he's playing along. He's like a golden retriever. He's like, yeah, I just want everybody to be happy. And so, you know, his wife is happy, and then he starts to sit back down, and he throws up ex- like directly on Kyle's pants, <laughs> <laughs> which is so great. <laughs> ah, oh man, it is such a good throw up too. Like the way it's all time. Like he's sitting right. down and then bleh, like all over his pants. It's so good. Um, Ron heard about Tom talking to John Ralphio saying like, I got to sell my stuff. 
Chris told me I can't have this. And Donna is buying out uh, Tom's shares of the snake hole lounge. Um, and he's like, why didn't you know? He's like, why did, why didn't you get fired? He's like, cause I didn't tell anybody I'm an owner. And he looks at, she looks at John Ralphie and was like, and snitches get stitches. And John <laughs> Ralphio is so afraid of Donna. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, John Ralphio for all his swagger does not have a spine. No, especially to strong women. <laughs> That's right. So. And I love too how like this was supposed to be Tom's stepping stone. Like I thought this was going to lead to something else. That's why I thought I got into politics. This was like Vin Diesel's triple X, which led to, and they both say fast and the furious. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It so, me up. Yeah. They're like looking at all of the, the baller life as one step into the next step of greater ballerness. That's right. And uh, yeah. So uh, Ron, yeah, to be big ballers. And so Ben goes to talk to Anne about Leslie and uh, Anne is like, that was so high school. We were fighting over stupid stuff. And and he's like, listen, uh, Leslie likes you. And uh, if you, you know, she's sad today. And so she really wants you to, I just want you to know, like, she feels bad. And it's like, oh, I can see why she likes you. And Ben's like, oh, she likes me. And I love <laughs> Anne's response. Like, oh, so high school. Just... <laughs> rent a limo and ask her to the prom <laughs> so um then uh ron goes and talks to chris about tom and he's like look he's not he's too dumb to try to manipulate the system <laughs> he's which once a- again is such a great parallel to half of the things that happen in our government where i just feel like these people aren't really masterminds they're just they're just idiots they're just too dumb yeah there's there's no there's no 4d chess happening sorry sorry to break it to you (laughs) yeah they're just dumb they're just dumb and so chris is like our my hand's tied like i can't do anything about this like this is what we have to do uh so ron is part of ron's being upset is like we're trying here's a guy who's trying to get out of the government yeah and we're gonna keep him here like we're going to make it so he can't leave like to chase his dream to like get off of like the government payroll. Like that's personally upsetting to Ron. Um, and, but yeah, Chris is, Chris is right about the ethics here. This is wrong. And like, you got to do something about it. Um, and then Dennis Cooper, uh, is that is being interviewed. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, uh, for his job. And he's like, you know, we can't give you your job back. Right. Uh, he's like, well, I just thought I'd try, but you sound just like Jan. Uh-huh. And then Anne comes in uh, with as the next candidate to be interviewed uh, with her sweater on backwards and inside out. Um, she's like, it's been a really rough morning. Um, and Anne and Leslie make up. Leslie's like, our committee just wonders if you would be able to forgive a committee who was being a real jerk. And she's like, this candidate could do that. And then like, but first, I need to go throw up in a waste paper basket. And uh, Leslie's like, I will join you. So they go and they throw up together, which is, you know, friendship. Um, and then Anne had a second interview with Chris, got the job, ends up going to be part-time at city hall, part-time at the hospital, the worst of both worlds. Uh, and (laughs) Ron makes Tom a nice little box to hold a bottle of snake juice. Um, you know, like, I, I see what you did here, Tom. Good job. Like a, a salute to Tom. Even though this didn't work out, like, even though this wasn't like, this was a milestone, like you did something and it was successful. Like you sold, cause, cause we kind of skipped over that part. Like the owner, the other owner of the snake hole, the majority owner guy said like, you better sell. Cause I'm not taking a loss on this. So you better make sure people drink it. And he proceeds to get everybody plastered. Um, and so obviously I, you know, they don't really circle back to that, but you know, you're assuming that if everyone in the city's hung over that they sold a lot of snake juice. And so Ron was like, Hey, don't give up. 
in, in his own way is like you this is like your small this is like a little like plaque a trophy which i just mm-hmm. i thought it was a really cool it's not just this nice box it was like he's saying keep going like you're going the right way which and then down the road you know spoilers and all that but ron does support tom in multiple things so he's not just you know lip service which i really like i like that journey like ron helps tom along the way um, once, yeah. especially that Tom starts to drop the whole baller act for the most part. And the more serious he gets, the more Ron supports him. So it's just, I don't know. Again, that's, these are the things that I feel like makes Parks and Rec such a great show, um, because of the, that, the warm fuzzies of, of that human interaction. Yeah. And Ron, like he genuinely cares about the people he's working with. Yeah. And he may or may not have buried large amounts of gold around Pawnee. <laughs> It's true. So, so that he is able to invest in these business opportunities as they come up. So, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, Ron is every, every season we get a little bit more of evolution for Ron. Yeah. Which I think is great because like, he's the character who I think is going to have the biggest transformation throughout the series. Um, as far as like from trying to be a loner to where he ends up. Um, yeah, yeah. And even at one point, he spoiler. I mean, I'm sure people have already watched this, but like we know that he's going to leave the park department eventually. Yeah. And he's going to start his own business. Mm-hmm. And like he is after like leaving the parks department, he actually goes to find another job in the government, in, in the federal government, you know, before starting his own business, like because he wants to be with people he likes. He wants yeah. to be with his friends who've all moved on. And so. Um, yeah, so Tom, uh, so Ron, it, like, this is one more indication. Like he's, he's, he's stood up for Leslie before, um, and like looked out for her, but now he's like starting to, sp- to spread that out. Like to say mm-hmm. like, no, I care about all these people. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I love Ron. So yeah. many reasons to love Ron. Um, and then the credit scene, the whole parks department is, uh, not doing their job because they need to listen to crazy Ira and the douche. <laughs> <laughs> There has never been a time in the history of humanity where it would be appropriate for a whole like department of any business, government agency or anything to just stop and say, let's listen to drive time radio today. <laughs> never. And uh, and so the douche is telling his about his interaction with uh, Anne and her friend Leslie uh, and how they were fighting. And it's just totally everything about this scene is just gross and inappropriate. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, but what is most amazing is how quickly, uh, the, uh, the audio drops are just deployed. Um, <laughs> again, like the best part of that show is, is not Ira or the douche. It's the production. Right. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the fight. That's how it ends with Tom really loving the morning show and everybody else just be like, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, but great episode. So many things, so many fun moments. Uh, Throughout the whole thing, Jerry, not Jerry, uh, John Ralphio's rapping is just awesome. Uh, <laughs> you like Big Ben clock. And so be and be a success full. <laughs> so, stop on the rhyme. It's like, I know what I got to do. I know what I got to so, do. I know. I hear it. Yeah. This uh, Amy Poehler wrote this one. Oh, did she? Yeah. What she else did. do we know about this one? Um... It was directed by Randall Einhorn. Well, that's good. I don't know who that is, but he seems to be doing a great job. Sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. There wasn't, um, there wasn't a lot of like trivia or anything like that. I just thought it was, was kind of interesting. 
yeah. that uh, Amy Amy Poehler wrote it. She also um, wrote the this is the second one that she wrote after uh, Telethon. So wow, she's good at, at writing. Yeah, uh, this is supposed she's to have uh, really right af- Yeah, the road trip was right after this one. It aired back to back originally because their season started late, and so they doubled up, and these were two standalone episodes. Um. Uh, yeah. There you go. The road trip. What is this? I can't remember now. Um, is, isn't the road trip the one where they go to? Um, yes, to Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Right. Oh yeah. Which oh, is ne- yeah. Which is next? That's the next episode. Yeah. This one is also good. So many good things in this show. I know. So season three is starting to wrap up, though. Yeah, we're looking at episode fourteen. How many episodes are in this season? Um, I'm going to open up the all episodes here. Oh, that didn't work. That's not what I wanted. Oh, <laughs> IMDb. Here we go. Here's the list. Season three. Has. 16 episodes. So yep. we have the road trip, the bubble, pivot, pivot, and then a little Sebastian episode. Oh, is pivot a two part one? Uh, no. Oh, the you said bubble. pivot and pivot. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh man, I cannot fly a spaceship. <laughs> see, uh. the, oh, the ratings on IMDb are frustrating. The bubble is eight point two. I can't. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> come on, dudes. Yeah, I, I am always surprised how short the seasons are for Parks and Rec. It's like season three is only sixteen. Season four has twenty-two. Like what happened to season three? Why is it only sixteen? Was that the writer's strike? I I I think so, but um, I don't. I honestly don't know. But it had something to do with they started this. This season got started late, so that's why there was two two episodes at this point um, when it when it originally aired. Okay, so yeah, that's what I know. All right, well, good, 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 good. <laughs> oh man i'm just now i'm just looking at episodes i love this show all right <laughs> we should be done so listener if you have an email or you have a thought on this episode uh then send us an email to parks and conversation at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you and uh, yeah anything else jeremy that need that people need to know no perfect all right well i'm glad we solved that um next week we'll be back talking about the road trip talk to you later jeremy Sounds good. Bye.